You are listening to Mom's Back to Business podcast. This podcast is for mothers who are thinking about starting a business, running a business, and offering tools and tips for everything in between. Let's start the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode on the Mom's Back to Business podcast. I am your host, Kanitha, and today, y'all, I am really back to business, okay? I haven't posted an episode in a while, but I'm back in full effect, live and in action. Okay, I'm not really live, but you get my drift. <laughs> so today we are talking about postpartum, depression, and entrepreneurship. And yes, there's three separate for a reason. But I wanted to talk about this today because this is real. It's real life, okay? And many mothers... As a matter of fact, one in seven new mothers develop baby blues, or which also is known as, you know, postpartum depression. But the baby blues kind of goes away on its own if it's left untreated for about two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. It can develop into depression, which can develop into postpartum psychosis, which then you really, really need to seek help. But I want to talk about this episode so that you don't go through what I went through. And what I went through was I didn't know that I was depressed. So I want to go ahead and label out some of these symptoms, what it looked like for me and how it affected my my business um, overall by being depressed. So let's go through each of them. And, you know, there's levels to this. And I'm not saying levels in any ways to, you know, saying that they're not a priority or one has a priority over another because they don't. Depression is depression, but just there's levels um, you know, just to kind of put them together, categorize them or whatnot. You, you see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. So first level, baby blues. Like I said before, one in seven moms get the baby blues. And if a baby is born every second, don't quote me on that statistic. One in seven moms gets postpartum baby blues depression. That's a lot of women. Okay. But let's really think of the reality of this too. You're a new mom, which means you've never been a mama before. Stepkids don't count. Your body has just created life. How beautiful is that, right? So you're not going to be the same person you were last year. You're a totally new person right now, physically, mentally, and emotionally. You're a totally new person. Your world has just changed. You know, before you was pregnant, you was cultivating, you were incubating, but now it's here. Now you got to feed it. Now you're going to be expecting it to call your mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, now life has really changed. You're not going to be the same person. And it's going to take a while for your body to get back to that same person. So your hormones are out of whack. Your mental state, it might be out of whack too. It's a beautiful experience, but deep down on the inside, you're not the same person. And that's okay. There's, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's just the reality of it. Second level, postpartum depression. The baby blues can turn into, oh, let's go over some of the symptoms too of the baby blues. So when you have the baby blues, you give mood swings, you have anxiety, 
you're sad all the time, right? It's kind of how you've envisioned depression, right? You're irritable yet overwhelmed, but you do have this new little baby that you have to ensure its survival, right? Crazy. But that can cause senses of overwhelming. Now, the baby blues is supposed to last for about maybe two weeks or so. And then after that, it sh- everything in your body should go back to normal. Your senses should come back to you. You know what I mean? Like you should go ahead and, you know, start, you know, living on. But in some cases, it can last a little longer than that. And then it can develop into postpartum depression, like depression, depression. And so depression is when you have severe anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia, you're withdrawing from family and friends, you have difficulty bonding with the baby. And if that is left untreated, it can go into postpartum psychosis, which you are hallucinating, um, thinking about harming yourself or the babies. I mean, at this point, you need to seek help. You're not eating, you're not sleeping. You need to seek help at this point. So if you are experiencing any of these and you just happen to be listening to this podcast, please go talk to someone. Go to, I mean, a family doctor, a therapist, um, someone who can refer you somewhere, but you need to go talk to someone who's beneficial. Don't go talk to Aunt Mary at the church because you know she's going to tell you to pray it away, even though that talking and venting is good. But go talk to someone who actually deals with these mental illness, who can actually give you the appropriate um, advice and steps to take to getting this treated. Because you have to take the active steps to overcome this. When it gets to this point, it doesn't just go away on its own in a couple of weeks and you're fine and dandy like nothing ever happened. It's not the way that this works. Now, we can go through the list all day and all night because there's many symptoms. Um, And, you know, some of these symptoms, you know, just comes with the territory of, you know, being a mom, you know, overwhelmed and irritability. Um, But if you are experiencing this at an extreme rate than you ever have before, you might want to take a look into just talking to someone. Now, I didn't know that I was actually depressed. I had not experienced panic attacks before, so I didn't know what it was. I didn't think that nothing was wrong with me me mentally. I thought that, you know, the panic attacks that I was going through were legit. I thought that the anxiety that I was going through, I justified it. Oh my gosh, my work is so overwhelming. You know, like, until this just became my normal life. That is how long I was living with depression. And this has been years. Now, for anyone that knows me, I am really a upbeat, positive person. I'm optimistic. I'm always trying to motivate and encourage and inspire somebody to be the best they can be. You know, I don't never want to see anybody fail in my life. I want everyone to be happy. You know, that just, I have a positive outlook on life and, you know, I want to portray that onto other people. But when I realized that I was not myself, that's when I realized maybe I do need to go get help. And so it started when I was actually reprobating my babies and, 
you know, I had a lot going on. I had a lot of stress, which is a main trigger. So I had a lot of stress at work. I went back to school and then I had my two babies, which they're actually not babies. They are half grown men, which is crazy to me, but you know, here we are. So yeah, I was extremely irritable at every single thing they did. And I never wanted to be that mom where if my kid breathed the wrong way, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? That wasn't right. Like, that's not me. Usually I'm always the fun mom and I make sure I make time for my kids and I make sure that, you know, their emotional and mental well-being is happy and is in a good place. But for some reason, I was snapping at everything. If they said mom in the wrong tone, oh no, we was, would you, excuse me? And that started to come about a little bit more frequently than I actually liked. And I started to get down on myself. And so then those thoughts start coming into my mind. And then I noticed I started having a lot of negative thoughts. You're failing your kids. Your kids hate you. This is the life that you're raising them in where they're going to grow up and they're going to be this kind of person. You know what I mean? So I was listening to all these bad thoughts that were creeping into my mind about how terrible of a person in general I was. And panic attacks started happening a little bit more frequently. Now, again, I did not know how to identify the panic attacks, but there would be nights where I literally would not sleep for fear of someone breaking in. So I would be up locking windows, locking doors. Oh my God, somebody's going to break into my apartment. Like, and if you see my apartment, like I don't live on the ground floor. Like nobody can just come and bust in my window or something. You know what I mean? Unless they're flying in the air. But I still had those worries that, oh my gosh, like, what if, what if, what if? Oh my gosh, I need to go buy a gun, you know? So I was just intensely scared. So the second night that this happened, I realized there's an issue. I'm always overwhelmed. I'm always stressed out. I'm very irritable. I'm not sleeping. And I'm spending some time being extremely scared that something bad is going to happen. Or I'll go drive 25 minutes all the way to my 9 to 5 and then come all the way home just to make sure that I lock the door, turn the oven off, or unplug the hot. You know what I mean? Like, and then drive all the way back to work because I just wasted all that time and all that gas. I didn't realize that that was a panic attack. And the thing is, is I was kept telling myself, like, nobody's going to break in. Yes, I unplugged the iron. You know, I, I knew that, I knew common sense stuff, but I was still feeling extremely scared to the point to where I would not sleep the entire day and then get up at six o'clock in the morning, get the kids ready for school and head out to work. You know what I mean? Like I could not continue to live like that. So that's when I decided to seek help because I was like, I can't keep living like this, like why am I getting scared? Maybe I need to talk this through with somebody. So I decided to go get a therapist and I was talking to the therapist about what I was going through 
and she says what you were experiencing is a panic attack and that's when like everything hit me and rushed over me and I was like oh that makes sense because I was panicking and I knew good and goddamn well I didn't need to be panicking and then I also went into talking about being irritable with my kids feeling really overwhelmed and stressed out all the time. Even when I tried to relax and take that self-care time and sit in the tub and put on some jazz and drink a little wine and just calm down and or enjoy some nice peace and quiet, my insides were still so jittery like something needs to be happening. I, I need to be doing something. Like oh, I can't sit here and relax. And I'm just like, I need to allow myself five minutes just five minutes of pure meditation time and I couldn't do it could not happen so as a part of my healing um, I was told to start journaling um, and then I also was put onto an SSRI which seems to be working but it's to only get me back into my um, my hormones balanced so far, I can say that, you know, and I come from a background where you pray about everything. There's nothing that God can't do. You have something going on, pray about it, gotta fix it. You don't need medication. And I think that that mindset that I had hindered me for a very long time and kept me in denial for a very long time, that I didn't go seek help because even though I knew something was wrong and off balance, I never thought about seeking help. And even when I was presented with the idea of getting medication, it was kind of like, oh no, I'm not taking no medication. And I even, you know, went back and forth with my therapist for a little bit. And when she told me when I came back again and she said, your depression's getting worse, um, you know, it, it just, what was I supposed to do at that point? So, because, I mean, I was literally crying tears in her office. And it got to the point to where I was crying uncontrollably um, through periods of the day. It had gotten worse. And I used to, when my kids were really, really young and I was going through school, and I used to just shut the door and go to the bathroom and just ball my eyes out. I think that's healthy. But this, I was actually bawling and crying my eyes out. For I have no, I couldn't even tell you why I was crying. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it just, it's crazy because I'm not that kind of person. So I knew I wasn't myself and I knew that it was time to seek help. Um, I just didn't know that she was going to tell me it was depression. I thought she was going to say, you know, you've been through a lot, but you're strong. Keep going. She said, nah, boo-boo, you, you need some help, and here you go. And I appreciate that. I do feel a lot better than I had beforehand. I mean, granted, y'all, I'm back, right? So I ended up reprioritizing some things in my life again because you know, sometimes that just needs to happen. And I no longer had that full on gusto, get it done, make it happen, get it popping, let's go. Like I didn't have that anymore. 
Um, I was too overwhelmed. I was stressed out. I was crying. I felt like I was such a biggest failure in the entire world. Um, when really I didn't, I didn't fail anything. I'm still building. I'm still trying. I'm still going. You know what I mean? Like I didn't make it and then fail and lose everything. Like I'm still going. Um, and so that's perfectly fine. But my mindset back then was, oh, I'm a failure. And now with the help of the medication and the journaling and the talking and through, um, and I being able to identify where, where I was, um, and taking the appropriate steps to get to where I want to be again, you know, things are looking a lot better and things are looking good. So if anybody gets anything out of this message today, it's basically if you feel not yourself, if you feel irritable, if you are crying, if you feel like a failure, if your anxiety is at an all-time high, um, even if your stress level is just through the roof to where you can't even enjoy a good girls' night out or a good bath and wine with jazz and all that, if anybody does that, um, talk to someone. Seek help. There's absolutely nothing wrong. It's actually a boss move to say, hey, I have something going on. Let me get this fixed. So what this looked like in my business was I had went back to school because I wanted to get more credentials. Um, I love my job. I love what I do. And I can't wait to, you know, full-fledged do it, you know, as an entrepreneur on my own. But I felt like credentials would, would also help. So I scaled back on my business and, you know, decided to go to school. So I'm still in school to this day. So I have my nine to five. I'm in school. And right now I'm just kind of intermittently working on some branding and marketing for my business for when I'm ready to get back out there and start. So and I decided to call it scaling back because before I had identified what I was going through, I was so bummed out on not making my marketing plans on the days that I said that I was going to make them. So I missed my own deadlines that I kept myself accountable to. Um, I didn't feel like working. I didn't feel like coming home, working on my business and start building that. I felt like it's too much. I found myself finding more enjoyment on um, Instagram, scrolling, looking at stupid shit. You know what I mean? Stuff that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. Outfits I would never buy. Shoes I would never wear. You know what I mean? Makeup I'm never going to put on my face. You know, so that's what I found myself, you know, coming home doing. And before you know it, oh, time to make dinner. Oh, time to put the kids in bed. Oh, I'm too tired. You know, so... Um, that's how depression affected me with my business is I just didn't feel like it. If anything, one of the most important things that I've learned is that your business must be self-sufficient and automated as much, much as possible. Um, my business is in a service field, so I am literally doing the work. Um, so it's really hard for me to go ahead and automate it. And right now I can't really outsource it either. Um, but going through this and realizing how this affected my business, 
means that I have a lot more building to do because even when I was on vacation, my business couldn't run. Even if I was going through this depression, my business couldn't run, um, you know, because of how I was feeling. And that is not a business. If you have a business that cannot run on its own, then you have a hobby. So that really opened my eyes to let me know that I have a lot more business building to do. And so, you know, like I said, y'all, I'm back. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go ahead and get it cracking and get it popping and get it going and see how it goes. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode today. Thank you for listening. Again, if you are anyone that is out there that's needing this help or this has helped you, um, you know, hit me on my Instagram page at Mom's Back to Business. You can shoot me a DM. Um, let me know how you like this episode, basically. Um, But this is just, again, my real journey on my mom to entrepreneurship and what I'm going through and um, what I'm dealing with in the hopes that, you know, hopefully it helps somebody out there. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast today and hearing my story where I am trying to inspire moms to get back to business. See you next week.